Turn us on and the satisfaction's guaranteed. Frank Discussion with Passion on CJD 800. Oh, am I happy to be home. Although I'm in self-isolation. Thank you to CJD for setting me up so I can talk to you nonetheless. Uh, So you may have noticed that the last couple of days have been uh, repeats of the show. But I am back here in full swing and absolutely thrilled to be here with my passion community. I think uh, we can all share in this uh, in this collective anxiety, but also collective positivity. We need to find the positive in all of this uh, together. So it turns out there's a couple of things I want to talk about. And uh, I have to say, like, it's been a, a rather stressful time. I just got back at four o'clock this morning. Um, and just to get home was a whole ordeal uh, in itself. But one of the things that has, that came up, and I saw it on, um, actually Paris Mansouri mentioned it on one of her uh, Facebook posts, is, you know, adult children dealing with your aging parents. Nor- normally we talk about, okay, how are we going to deal with our kids and explaining it to our kids? But what about when you have to convince your parents that they must leave and they uh, put up uh, resistance? Um, I went through that a little bit. I know other people have gone through that. I don't know what you've been through, but nonetheless, just to let you know, finally, uh, finally made it home, finally managed to convince the, uh, the parents to, uh, to leave uh, the hot climate. And now everybody's very happy uh, to, uh, to be home. So uh, with that, I noticed there's some questions on the text board, on our uh, show page text board, where people were asking a lot about um, sexuality in terms of COVID-19, right? Is it transmittable uh, through, uh, through regular sexuality? And what are people doing? Like what's happening when you are uh, isolated I could tell you in my household, um, I'm the one who went away. My husband stayed home and I have to be isolated. He is not. um, But, you know, no hug, hello, no kiss, hello, sleep in another room. We are hardly in the same space at the same time. I need to protect him. I I don't know what I have. I don't know if I caught anything. So, uh, and a lot of people are in uh, in this situation. Like you still, we still have to practice the distancing, even practically in in our own homes. So, where does our sex lives fit into all of this? And I know some people had some questions about that. So I did uh, do a little bit of digging to see what the connections were in terms of uh, transmitting this virus through uh, through sex. So I want to share some of that with you. So uh, apparently there have not been any patterns indicating sexual transmission. But again, we have to look at w- what that means, right? So we know that uh, COVID-19 is uh, spread primarily through respiratory droplets and touching like contaminated surfaces, uh, surfaces which is uh, a secondary mode of transmission. But there hasn't been any evidence to show that it's transmitted via vaginal or anal intercourse. But what else do we do uh, during sex uh kissing kissing that's a very common practice during sexual activity and yes the virus can be transmitted via your saliva so it can be transmitted 
by kissing. There's also been evidence of oral fecal transmission of the COVID-19, which implies that anal lingus is, uh, can put you at risk for um, infection. But I think for the most part, people are worried about the, the kissing stuff. So what happens in, in these situations? So obviously if you or your partner has the, the virus or suspected to have the virus, well, I think it's very clear stay far away from each other as much as possible. If you are um, a confirmed case, then you should definitely isolate yourself, like away in a separate room or what have you. And they recommend at least until seven days after the illness began. And you can't have fever for more, uh, for uh, like you'd have to be fever-free for 72 hours without using anything to reduce the fever, so not masking that. But what about if you don't have symptoms and you don't have any recent likely exposure and you've been staying close to home? Is that possible? Uh, Can it work? Well, uh, I guess if it's within your own household and both of you have been free and clear, no symptoms, then, um, yeah, I guess... uh, sex is okay and it could and and should be actually a great de-stressor for you right it's just we're all so worried like if one person is out and about or is still working then there's always this possibility that they're bringing it home right because that's how it's spreading so i think what's going to be happening is either we're going to see um a lot of babies made in, in like in nine months from now, we're going to see uh, a whole lot more, but then there's also the other side of people who are so anxious that they, um, don't want to have that close sexual contact. And which means that we're going to have to develop kind of a whole new way of, uh, of being sexual. Somebody asked about oral sex. Well, oral sex is fine. Actually, there's no uh, transmission. You're not, uh, the saliva isn't going into uh, your uh, nasal cavities or, or your mouth. So apparently that seems to be okay, I think. Um, but again, like it's not something that I would want to say, sure, go ahead, do whatever. Like we all have to <laughs> uh, be very cautious nonetheless, right? I, it's not that I want to either be an alarmist or... or I don't, I just don't think it's possible to overblow this thing. I think we have to be extremely cautious until we know more and more and more. So, um, in the meantime, Hey, can we think together? Let's think it through. Like what are other ways of being sexual that might actually not involve, uh, too much contact? I kind of feel bad for people who also, uh, are out there looking for partners because you're asked to, to stay home as much as possible and not interact with other, uh, with other people. So, and keeping that, that, that physical distance, right? We need six feet from other people. That's going to make, uh, sex, uh, quite challenging, uh, wouldn't you say? So I say it's, uh, sex is going to decrease at least in the next, uh, the next few weeks, but maybe it's time that we explore other forms of expressing our eroticism, our sexuality. There's always sexting, there's video calls, there's, uh, reading erotica, there's, uh, obviously self, 
uh, self-pleasuring and we need to come now we have to get like more inventive uh, about how we can do this and you know there are sex toys out there that have remote controls uh, that your partner can actually control so that's something that we can now look at you can get those delivered to your door online um, I know WeVibe makes those kinds of toys so that might be an investment right there to to do to do something like this so um, I think we all have to continue to practice social distancing hopefully it won't be for very 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 long um, but it's the only way it is the only way to reduce the the, the spread and for us to see this uh, the, a decline in new infections so we need to focus on what we can do now and if it means well we have to put off uh, sex for a while well then we all do what we have to do to help each and every one of us in that way. Um, coming up, we'll uh, talk about coping strategies and how are you coping with it. And I'll answer any questions as well. So we're not uh, taking all that off the table. If you have questions that are concerning you about sexuality, I'm, I'm happy to answer them. But I also want to leave this open for you to also talk about your worries and your uh, anxieties. And maybe we can find some uh, help um, with this right now. A safe place to work out the kinks in any relationship. It's Passion with CGAD 800's Dr. Lori Batito. So someone texted in, how can you think about sex at a time like this? So how, first of all, people have questions about this. You're talking about uh, staying close to home, people not going out, people being isolated, sometimes in pairs, sometimes alone. Um, and sex being a, a, one of those things that are, is a great stress reliever and can pass the time for some people and, and what have you, but we're, and people are concerned about the transmitting of COVID-19 through sexuality, which is uh, a valid, uh, valid concern. So not everybody is thinking about having sex, but I can tell you what people will be missing soon is just a human contact because we have to stay six feet away from each other. And, um, I know that I'm in self-isolation right now because I've come back from a trip. I can't hug my husband, never mind anything else. Uh, and I know there are a lot of people in this, uh, in this very situation. So I want to hear some of your thoughts on this, on your worries when it comes to uh, your sexuality, even in a time like this. And, and of course, I want to hear about your anxieties, your general anxieties that you may be feeling. We're here for you and the community is here for you as well, the passion community. And if anybody needs help, reach out because we, um, there's, there's a lot of good in our community and, um, and we need to be able to to help each other out. So our passion poet weighs in. It's always nice because he, he helps others too in, in his own way. Uh, we are in a world crisis. We are asked to self-quarantine. These are incredible circumstances unlike the world has ever seen. Some of you may be alone. Loved ones must stay apart. It's only a physical separation. You are together in heart. We all must make an effort. We must keep well informed. If we all do our part, we will weather this bad storm. God bless those on the front line, all the doctors and the nurses. God bless the paramedics and all the hospital workers. There is no reason for a panic. We know what we must do. 
just follow the simple guidelines and we will make it through. We are the passion community, nothing we cannot overcome. We all stand together. We all stand as one. I love it. Thank you so much. This is beautiful. Um, Another texter, I understand the phone sex thing, I guess, but honestly, I'm not really horny these days because of this whole COVID-19. I agree with you. I think a lot of people feel that way. A lot of people are like this, it's just anxiety is a killer of, of libido for sure. Uh, so when we're all stressed and thinking about uh, tomorrow and what will be and our jobs and how will we explain this to the kids and having the kids underfoot uh, 24-7 and there's so many things to think about that uh, you're right a lot of people don't but then there are other people who uh, would welcome some sexual activity as a, a stress release as well. As a male 21 for the 40th time, I've had video sex via Skype. The naughty talk was more naughty. Is it as good as reality? No, but we lust each other more. So yes, that's another option, right? Is video, video sex via Skype. Of course you can't touch each other, but you can, um, there's eroticism is still possible in different ways. I'd love to hear some of your own thoughts. Are you, is this something that's completely, uh, you're not thinking about at all? Is this something that you are concerned about? Is this something that you miss? Um, I'm talking about sexuality and, and just that human, uh, the human contact. Another text writes, so I guess dating is not recommended at this time. I guess ch- chatting online is the only option for single people right now. I swore off online dating, but I am back on it out of loneliness. And I totally get you. I think these are lonely times and we have to do all the things we can to connect with others um, because loneliness can create its own sort of anxiety, right? Isolation anxiety. We, many of us will feel quite isolated from the outside world and from, uh, from others and, and that human contact. But we have so many avenues now at our disposal, so many uh, technologies that we can use to stay at least connected if not physically in some way, at least we can hear people's voices and we can see each other. Um, and I think that's, uh, that's important to combat loneliness is to reach out. And if you know, there are people who are lonely and don't have too many people to talk to reach out to them. And if you're a person that is, uh, is lonely, there are other, there are places you can go online to talk to people. You can call here, you can text here. Uh, so this is, one of the, the, the silver linings, if you will, if there can be such a thing in, in such a crisis, but where people are reaching out to others and it's nice to be able to see that, that the care that people are, are giving to their, to their fellow humans really. And, um, I think it's really important that we all, we all do that. Um, Let me see what else. So anyway, if you have any other questions, please um, feel free to send them in. I, I think we can we can answer that. But I, I want to know if you are anxious about what's going on. How are you coping with uh, with your anxiety? And what about with living with your uh, partner, like where you're constantly together? You know, sometimes you have people who work at home. Fine. Usually you have one person that works at home, not two people that work at home. And now it might be 
a whole different ball game and we are going to have to learn to be very patient and compassionate with one another and this is a good way to practice that kind of uh, of patience right uh, any lonely woman need a man I'm available I have no virus and I'm not worried well you may not you don't know if you well you shouldn't not be worried I think we all are to some degree worried and at least there's a difference between being concerned and practicing safety and being not worried and going to hell with it I'm just gonna do what I do and and what have you uh, so no um, I don't think that that's uh, that's wise I think we all have to be concerned and practice uh, safety measures and follow all the guidelines and you know when I was in in Florida I couldn't believe like people were still going out and people were still going into restaurants and bars they hadn't even closed them yet um, they closed some of the the shopping areas and what have you but and I was listening to people at the pool talking about this these were some of the uh, the older crowd saying oh yeah I just you know I'm I'm going out to eat I'm uh, and they're going out regularly and uh, one person was saying that the the bar that they usually frequent had kind of put like this they would only seat people I guess about six feet apart and but they were still serving people and people were still going out and going about their business and um, so you know I think we do have to be concerned if we want to stop this uh, if we want to to slow this down and, and stop it and wipe it out and what have you 514-800 what are you doing to cope with all of uh, with with your stress with all this because I can't imagine not being stressed or for anybody you don't have to be suffer from anxiety to be anxious about this whole situation I think it's uh it's causing most people to to be worried and especially because we all all of us have to change our way of doing things so and that just that change many of us are maybe not so good with uh, with change and it's 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 messing around with our schedules and uh, we some of us are are scrambling i i know i had to scramble to uh, change people's appointments cancel appointments postpone appointments uh, offer Skype sessions to people who who wanted like it 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 was stressful <laughs> like there is no other uh, word for it so uh, JD says it sounds like back in the day when we would say yeah yeah I got tested for everything don't worry about it right whose word are you gonna take for that right so you got tested oh I have no symptoms yes but how many people have you been in contact with and how do you know that those people have been in contact with other people and so on you know it's like I told two friends and they told two friends and so on and so on well that's uh, that's kind of how it works here so it's not just about you it's about protecting others and I think people have to understand that that you may not be worried about getting it yourself like I'm not particularly worried about dying from this or anything I'm pretty sturdy and I if I get it well I think I'll be able to uh, get through it and and I'm not worried in that respect but I'm more concerned about my impact on others and I think we all have to be concerned about our impact on others not just selfishly thinking well I'll be okay and and that's enough so if we have to change our our mindset and that's a whole other piece right changing the way 
you think about yourself vis-a-vis your community and we all have to do this. I just want to, can't stress that enough that it's just not about you. Um, on a serious note, we need to educate the kids and keep on the know-it-all teens, teens causing the most issues according to the government. You're so right about that, that, well, teenagers, because their prefrontal cortex isn't completely developed until like age 25 or so, they have this, uh, it won't happen to me, it's, uh, you know, they, they, they feel invincible and things like that. And, and it is a problem and it was a problem, uh, when I was, uh, just came back from Florida, but all the beaches were closed except for certain beaches. And why did they close them? Because it was spring break and all the teenagers and college kids were congregating in large crowds on the beach. So they closed those down. And I just spoke to another person today who told me they were, they went out for a walk and they saw a whole bunch of teenagers congregating in, um, in the parks. So something is, something's going on here that, uh, yeah, you're right. We need to educate young people to take this seriously. It's, and it, again, it's that self-centeredness, right? If it's, I'm not worried for me, oh, fine. Don't worry for you. Worry for other people, for your grandparents, for your parents. And uh, like, we need to, we need to take this quite, uh, quite seriously talking about your anxiety coming up. We'll, we'll talk about some coping strategies, um, that, uh, we can all, we can all use, uh, in dealing with the coronavirus. From the pleasure and the politics to the hangups and the heartbreak, you're listening to passion CJD 800. Tonight on uh, Passion, we've been talking about how the coronavirus is impacting our time, not just our sex, sexual time, but our time with our partners and also our general anxieties about all of this. A few texts uh, may say a word about if you have elderly neighbors, folks, check in with them. Maybe they need some help. Somebody texted in to remind us that we should all be doing that, whether you put it out on on Facebook, whether you put notes in your neighbor's doors and let them know that you're here. If you know that there are elderly neighbors out there, all it takes is one person who is not isolated to go run to a grocery store or order some groceries, pop them in or ask them if they need anything or ask them to make a list of, of groceries that they need. If we can all do that, like we're going to see a community come together. I have faith in our community. I have faith in humanity and in, in people's compassion. I really do. Uh, Dr. Lori, it's <laughs> cute. Your program is like a garden flourished amidst, amongst thorns and colorful flowers. Um, yet it needs a final compliment, the soothing sound of a romantic violin or piano. It will nicely mix with your firm, reassuring voice and sexual advice. All right, Chris, look for some nice romantic violin or piano music that we can do. Another texter writes, I feel like this is a bad dream. I'm with you on that. You feel like you're going to wake up tomorrow and it's all going to go away, right? Like it's, it does feel like a nightmare, uh, what's happening right now. And, and I guess our, our brains take it further too, right? Because we're like anxiety feeds on itself. And then we start to worry about what if, and what if, and what if, and then we, we so project so far into the future 
that uh, it just feels like it's never ending. So we have to be careful that we don't put ourselves into a, a state of anxiety in, in that sense. So we can, uh, we can talk about that. Um, Dr. Lori, change is the only constant in the human resources world. And now in our new world, we are one and need to beat the initially invisible up to 14 day incubated enemy that the selfies in society must understand. I'm with you on that. How do you get people to understand the severity or understand their part in it? Because we all have a part in it, right? I remember the very first, like I landed in Florida, there wasn't this advisory of, of self, uh, isolation or anything, right? I would never have left by the way, had I heard that this was what the guidelines were, uh, but I did go and I, I wanted to check in on my parents and I, I felt that, you know, I, I wanted to do that. And plus I, a few days away in the sun wouldn't hurt, right? Needed my vitamin C. Um, but, and then finding out right away, it was like, what do I do then? Right. I did. It's like at, at, at the beginning you're saying, okay, uh, what do I need this isolation for? Like you're questioning all of this. And then it, like it exponentially started to, as we heard more and more and more news, it was like, oh my goodness. Like I have, I have, can't just think about me. I got to think about everybody else. Like this is serious. And so even though, yes, I knew I had to self-isolate when I came home at first, I was grumbling about it. How am I going to do this? I have, I have like such a busy work schedule next week. And, but of course everything else started to shut down around too. Right. So again, I, I had to refocus. It's not about me. It's about the entire community. And I think that's uh, important. So thank you for, for bringing that, um, that up for all of us. Um, my 11 year old son is freaking out. He is OCD and needs routine. So everything out of place lately is starting to get more and more on his nerves. Again, that's part of the anxiety when you want to re- reduce some of that, right? You, you want predictability and this is nothing but it's not predictable. There's, there's nothing here that is, seems to be uh, predictable because it just keeps it picks up speed. We think one thing and then we hear more things. And then, so all of that is creating change and changes in the way that we are responding to it as well. Right? So five days ago, six days ago, what we were being told is not what we're being told today. So I get it. And maybe with your son, what you can do is create a a kind of a schedule for him because of course now the kids are are home from school and they're kind of like discombobulated right not not like they don't have that routine of getting up going to school doing stuff so maybe creating that routine for him will uh will help him out Uh, another one says i'm not sure if my teens went out partying right now i don't think i would let them back into the house i have asthma and old parents i hope if you're parents of teens you're forbidding your children to go out and uh and party. Hmm. Uh, the past is history. The future is a mystery. The present is a gift and the point of power and what we can control. Now that is a beautiful reminder. Uh, you're right. And when you are in the present, you, that's all you can do is what's happening in the present. And what, and if you think about anxiety, anxiety is about either thinking about the past, you know, what, 
you know, shoulds, all the shoulds that we have and thinking about the future, the what ifs, right? So what if this, what if that, and then you can put yourself into such a frenzy thinking about all the, the what ifs that you forget to live in the present. And what is the present? Your present is your, call it the, the neutral zone. And it's the only thing you have is right here, right now, where you have, uh, where, where you have the control, right? In, in your immediate, um, environment. I had to take an unpaid leave from work because of the cavalier unsafe attitude and behavior of colleagues. The supervisors even shrug it off when I complain about people coughing uncovered and refusing to maintain a six foot distance. They say I'm going overboard and it's impossible to follow these rules. I'm now hunkered down alone and afraid to even shop because many people don't heed the distancing rule. It's rule. It's like a nightmare. And when will people get it? When will people learn? I, that is to me part of the, um, the, the biggest stress is what, not what I'm doing, but what other people are doing. And I think that's what I'm hearing from you. It's like, you have to not just worry about you, but everybody else and what, and what they're not doing. And it can draw, it can make you so angry to, um, watch people's behavior and, and their, their carefree kind of attitude, uh, towards this. And that's, that's just not right and not fair. Right. Um, perhaps this piece of positive information may offer some hope to believers. Apparently psychic medium, Sylvia Brown predicted the coronavirus outbreak for 2020, as well as its relevant devastating consequences many years ago and concluded by stating that it would equally vanish as quickly as it came. Well, we can only keep our fingers crossed and hope that is true. What about what Nostradamus said too, right? Apparently it's, it's in there somewhere. Uh, Hollywood could not produce a movie like the reality we are living. Well, didn't they, it wasn't there a movie called contagion or something. I didn't see it. I have to say, but, uh, yeah. Uh, this person did the right thing. Your supervisor needs his ass kicked. I wonder if there's a, a where we can make those kinds of complaints. I think it's so unfair that the, the, the leave had to be unpaid because other people weren't heeding the, uh, the guidelines. I think that's terrible. Uh, it's the perfect time for indoor family activities, board games, etc. Get to know your family. I love that. And I think that's the silver lining in all of this is that people have to think of ways to also entertain themselves, entertain their children, focusing on different things. Um, I think, uh, thankfully the weather's going to get nicer. So you could walk outside as long as you're not congregating in, in, in areas, but yes, playing, uh, playing board games, even with your spouse, like there's a, you keep a little bit of a distance, right? Don't breathe on each other, but nonetheless, you're, you can, uh, you can play board games together. So there are many things and, and let me know what you're doing just to combat some of the, uh, anxiety about that. And these are all also part of, uh, coping strategies, right? Being able to, um, not just bathe in this, this anxiety, but also distract oneself from, from this. It's okay to feel anxious. It's normal to feel anxious. It is a normal human reaction to have in times of crises. So don't worry about worrying. Like it's okay. 
but you, we also have to find ways that we can calm ourselves down. So we'll talk about how we can tolerate uncertainty. Dr. Lori Batito on CJD 800. There's your calm music. Maybe we should do just an hour of calming music together and breathing. Wouldn't that make for interesting radio? <laughs> we can all breathe together at the same time. I think we all need to take a breath and uh, and be able to deal with these uh, all these stresses that we all face and just so you know this is a normal human reaction feeling anxious in response to what's been going on is a normal human reaction however um, I guess it's fighting against it taking over right and we we have to learn to tolerate some levels of anxiety, tolerating uncertainty. As we all of us humans know, it's very difficult to live in a world of uncertainty. And that makes us all vulnerable to anxiety. However, we know that people have a harder time, people who have a harder time accepting uncertainty of given situations are more likely to experience elevated anxiety. So we need to practice tolerating this um, this uncertainty. Because one thing we know is that's a pre- pretty big constant, that it's life is uncertain. Stuff happens, right? But we need to maybe build our tolerance uh, of uncertainty muscle, if you will. And maybe you can start doing that by reducing the number of times a day you consult the internet for updates on the outbreak. Uh, I know that's hard to contain. Uh, I know that we are, uh, most of us, myself included, have the radio on all day or CNN or whatever news channel you, you are listening to and like constantly updating. So maybe we need to kind of put that on hold for a bit and think about maybe, you know, tuning in once, twice, maybe three times a day, especially if it's been on all day for you. Are we going to keep music on the whole time? It's kind of nice. I like this, actually. Um, Also remember that anxiety rises proportionally to how much you try to get rid of it. And I know the goal for us is to say, okay, we, we have to reduce, reduce, reduce this anxiety. But Carl Jung said it best. He says, what you resist persists, right? So we struggle to um, get rid of this anxiety and people can do this in so many different ways, right? People can either drink too much, eat, maybe they're watching way too much TV than, than usual. Maybe they're seeking for reassurance all over the place. Maybe they're checking news feeds obsessively. Many of us do this, right? Um, but it can actually make anxiety worse in the long run. So 
it's a way of avoiding the experience of anxiety, which like I said, is normal to have some of this anxiety. So it's important to even allow your, your, your anxious thoughts, your feelings. Sometimes you, we feel it physically as well, kind of let it wash over you like a wave. You have to accept it as a part of your normal human experience without holding on to it. Think of standing in the middle of the, like in, in the, on a, on a beach in the water with big waves coming, plant your feet and let the wave wash over you. That's like the wave of anxiety wash over you. Now we know once the wave goes, you're still firmly planted, right? And it does wash over you. Um, you, it's okay to notice it. It's okay to describe the experience without putting too much judgment on it. So, and most of us kind of resist that. It's like we fight against the, the wave, right? We want to kind of run away from the wave. We want to avoid the wave. Um, but it is important to let it pass in that way. So it actually, if you face it in that way and understand that it will pass, that it will, um, be healing. It's going to lead to less anxiety over time. Uh, what a beautiful piece of music te- texture writes. Could you please inform me on the artist and the title PS you should do a guided meditation. <laughs> I don't know if that's ever been done on radio. Could you imagine a full hour of guided meditation? Oh my. Uh, another text writes, the confidence in your voice is reassuring. There are a thousand and one reasons we love you and a thousand and one more we have not thought of. Aw, you're so sweet. Another person writes, I try not to watch too much news on TV. Good for you. I suggest Netflix Love is Blind, a good distraction. Oh my, yes, I watched Love is Blind. I thought it was uh, pretty hysterical, actually. And um, <laughs> it was... It was interesting. It was interesting to see people develop um, feelings for each other, get engaged without never even having met. Of course, they didn't all turn out so great. Uh, Unfortunately, the meditation thing would put everybody to sleep, (laughs) says Drew. (laughs) You're right, and that wouldn't be great for ratings, I suppose. Um, Interestingly, your words are more penetrating with that beautiful music in the background. Maybe we should get into the habit of this. I don't know. Chris, thanks for that. That's great. Uh, My kid works Canada Post in the plant. Hundreds of people working around each other. I just texted her and asked if they are closing. She answered, never. Maybe Prime Minister Trudeau is not serious. Wash your hands after you get the mail. That's a really good point, by the way. Uh, thank you for that. I, I like when people give us little bits of advice too. We don't think about washing the mail, washing our hands after we get the mail, but you're basically you're constantly having to wash your hands. That's, that's really what it's all about here. Uh, the STM buses are like a Petri dish crowding the passengers in like sardines while the driver is safe. Social distancing on the bus is non-existent and the government doesn't say a word about it. We should do something about that. I hate to say it, but China got rid of the virus because people were forced to follow the rules. People here are too free to disregard necessary protocols. But you know, I think that if people continue in this way, that uh, they will have to be enforced. Uh, They will be forced to follow the rules because we, this 
this is ridiculous, right? If people can't even follow the basic guidelines. Um, <laughs> this text writes, play strip pong, ping pong if you have a table. You are six feet apart. <laughs> Might as well make the game interesting. I saw a meme or a video on uh, Facebook, I think it was, or on Instagram, with people making uh, like they're like making a ping pong table from their dining room table and they made a net out of boxes of pasta and they're using um like frying pans as the paddles i thought it was pretty brilliant so there's something to be said about that Uh, another text writes it was about the movie outbreak which was based on a contagious deadly virus as well yeah i'm not sure i would want to see any movies that have to do with contagions and outbreaks and things like that. I think that would increase my own anxiety. So, uh, and, and give you all the worst case scenarios kind of things. So that's, uh, to me, uh, no, uh, actually I find it increases focus rather than putting you to sleep. So this texture likes the music in the background saying it uh, does that. Uh, if it's a dry product, the virus should not last more than 10 minutes on it. And I hope the delivery people are wearing gloves. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. Uh, we are close to martial law. Well, let's hope we don't get to that. And let's hope our our folks and our communities are going to be uh, a little more vigilant and learn for all of this. Mm. <laughs> Andres writes, thank you for adapting my idea, the music in the background. Thank you for that idea. I uh, didn't realize it could be that soothing, but as long as I don't fall asleep to this beautiful music, then, then uh, we are all good. So how do you guys feel about like me continuing? Like I want to talk, obviously we've got all this, the COVID stuff going on and I want to make sure I'm here for people who are struggling with this. I am a psychologist. I'm here to help and I, uh, I want to be able to help you with this. But also in terms of sexuality and answering uh, sex questions. So people still have questions, you know, and people are still concerned about these things. I just don't want it to make it seem like I'm minimizing what we're all going through by focusing uh, just on the sexuality. But I also don't want you to go away without your questions answered. So. Um, I think it'll be okay, but if uh, I'd love to hear some of uh, some of your feedback, and I will be back tomorrow night, and I will be back Friday night, and we can talk about all of this again, and throughout uh, next week as well. We'll specifically uh, we'll have a few guests. Of course, none of the guests are. Uh, not going to have them in studio but by phone and uh, we'll talk about some of the technologies that can be helpful in this time especially with our elderly people around Um, we'll talk about dating in the age of uh, COVID-19 that's something else we can even talk about some of the legal issues um, with uh, Metal Linda Hammerschmidt uh, next week where we can talk about what's happening you know especially when you've got uh, cases of of, um, joint custody and then one person's following the rules another person's not following the guidelines and it can be a real mess so there's all kinds of things that we could uh, we could bring up and I want to hear all of your concerns so for tonight we're going to let it go at that Chris thank you so much for playing that lovely music let me know folks if you want me to continue to do that because that was kind of lovely I'm not sure I would want to hear it the entire hour but it was still uh, still lovely anyway I'm just happy to be back with you I feel all of a sudden more stable now that I am connecting with you again so thank you for doing that for me 
uh, and thank you for spending your time with me. I really do appreciate it. Thanks to uh, Chris Aiken. Can't see you, but I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Uh, you can connect with me on social media at Dr. Lori Batito or through my uh, website, drlori.com. Don't forget, you can also send me emails uh, through the website as well. Coming up next here on CJD, we've got the CTV National News and all kinds of special programming overnight as well. Have a great rest of the evening and remember to live your life with passion. <music>